The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. And oh my goodness gracious me, have I got the juiciest podcast I have done for you in a long time. Today, I have a conversation with the extraordinary Kate Toon. Now, Kate, in fact, we talk about this in the interview, Kate and I have been dancing around each other for, it feels like forever, in professional and personal circles. She happens to know my sister-in-law's business, um, which is a gingerbread business, whole other conversation so she knows my brother as well but professionally we have known of each other and have been kind of overlapping for years. Kate is a serial online entrepreneur and she will talk more about that in the interview but why I'm so excited about this particular conversation is because we're talking about the confidence to be disliked. When I speak with people around what gets in the way for them when it comes to speaking confidence, what it really boils down to nine times out of ten is that fear of rejection, the fear of not being liked, the fear of not being respected, the fear of looking stupid. And Kate, having been in business now for 15 years and having launched a number of books, she's quite literally in the middle of a book launch tour at the moment for her new book, Six Figures in School Hours. She has multiple memberships, she's run conferences, she's been a keynote speaker, and she's seriously had to confront, seriously had to confront this fear of being disliked. And that is the conversation that we have. Um, Fair warning, The conversation is longer than a normal podcast episode for me, but also, um, well, there's a degree of girly chat. And so if that's not your thing, then perhaps just wait till the next episode. But if it is your thing, and if you do like hearing the real and raw stories of what it takes to build a business to be successful professionally, then you are going to absolutely love this conversation. So sit back or walk faster if you're listening to this as you're walking and enjoy this fabulous conversation with Kate Toon. Kate Toon, who just said in where while well, we're in the green room, I'll be grown up. <laughs> like, Don't be grown up. Kate, welcome to Speaking With Confidence. It's oh, so awesome to have you. It is. We're a bit both bit giggly with glee, which I love. How a great way to start my day. I know, right? And And we're giggling with glee because as we were just saying, we've been dancing around each other for what feels like forever in a -hmm. whole host of different ways and here we are all of a sudden just having a chat on a podcast. I love it and I think it ties into what we're talking about today which is why were we dancing around each other Uh, and we were talking again in the green room about our general feeling about other people 
and whether people like us or not. And I think that plays into it. So I'll probably get into that in the episode, eh? Yeah. So as I just said in the intro, we started chatting on threads um, in response to a question that I put out around, what should I talk about on the podcast? What's the topic? And I'd put in, you know, fear, fear of being, or just fear that people have when it comes to speaking. And you popped in and said, what about fear of being disliked or rather having the confidence to be disliked? I want to know why that's a thing for you. Why was that even a thought in response? Oh, God, I could go right back, Kat. I could go back to that childhood playground. But I think fundamentally, as a business owner, we like to pretend that it isn't a popularity contest, but it is. It is. Um, with your customers, with your peers, at the end of the day, you do well, you do better if people like you. Therefore, you have to try and make people like you. And when people don't like you, it's, it's challenging. And having been around for f- sort of 15 or so years now, my biggest challenge still to this day is I really struggle when people don't like me. I am a people pleaser. I, I, want to, I want people to think I'm nice. I want to get on with everybody. I don't really like conflict. Although I speak my mind, I don't really like conflict. And it's still the biggest challenge today that I feel like I'm not in with the in crowd. People generally don't like me. And I struggle with that a lot in my day-to-day business. You just pretty much ticked every single one of my personal insecurities as well. And it's interesting that you connected it back to, you know, the school playground. I was not the popular kid Mm. at school. In fact, I was the kid that everybody teased that was always the awkward one out. And I'm quite convinced that I'm still trying to play that out as an adult. Please like me. I know. I, I was I was all right. I was fairly popular at my first school, but then my parents moved when I was eight from the north of England to the south of England, which doesn't sound much. You know, it's probably as far from Sydney to Wollongong in terms of distance, but it's a huge cultural difference in the UK. So I turned up in the south of England in a school where people were much better off than I we were with a northern accent, with the wrong clothes, you know, and it was it was terrible. And then And then I managed to structure a popularity again and then I had a fallout with friends in in the first year of of senior school as we called it and that hit me for six and then I structured a group of friends again so I've learned to play the game and reinvent myself but then I think what happens over time is you become less and less yourself to try and please other people and then you get to our age because we're both ancient and you're like I can't do I can't do this anymore I can't pretend to be something I'm not and I'm just going to live with the consequences and deal with people not liking me. And I guess that's why we're here today. Yeah. Mm. Your comment on threads came at a perfect time because I think it was quite literally the day before I had been listening to a um, business coach's session and I was bumping, I was quite literally feeling myself anxious at the prospect of having to reach more people and expand my audience and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I asked myself, why? Why are you getting anxious at this? And my instant intuitive response was because the bigger I get, the bigger an audience or the bigger a reach, then the higher the chances that people won't like me. Yeah. Totally. So why, how have you developed the confidence to be disliked? I'm not sure I have. I mean, as you said, it's a percentage shift. So it's probably, you know, 1% of people who will go out of their way to tell you they don't like you and make that clear to you. But as you get bigger and bigger, the 1% gets bigger, obviously, Uh you know. Yeah. So 
you know, I've had the, the random emails. I had a great one the other day from a guy called Brian who used all manner of expletives to tell me he didn't want to be on the list that he'd repeatedly subscribed to and whatever. That, to me, kind of brushes off. For me, it's more the peer thing. Mm. Um, do people think I'm a buffoon? Do people not like me? What A member of my membership said, oh, I was talking to you the other day and saying, you know, I'm in your membership and I love it. And the person kind of looked at her and pulled a bit of a sour face and said, mm, I don't know about Kate Soon. I think she's a bit much. And I was like, hey, thank you for telling me that. Thanks so much for sharing because there's absolutely so much I can do with that. But B, you know, there's people out there thinking she's an asshole. You know, shut up. Get off my Facebook. Go away. Like, stop talking. I hate your voice. I hate your nostrils. I hate, you know, there's people out there. And the thing I find re really hard with business is not that kind of indifferent dislike, but also the problem that in business, the longer you go on, the more you're likely to just have conflict. There's someone that you didn't invite to a thing. You know, there's someone that you said something and they took it the wrong way. And you're just building up this list of people who don't like you very much. And I really struggle with that. So I don't know if I have the confidence, but it's just I've learned to accept that it's part and parcel of what I do, unfortunately. So unpack that one a bit because I actually mm. think you know, when it comes to speaking, this is what people bump into. They, when I talk through um, why people are nervous, they or why they bump into their imposter syndrome. What it really comes down to is what happens if my peers don't approve, don't like, don't agree with, and we have to get past that in order to stand up and or in order to speak and then take the risk. So even if you haven't developed the confidence to be disliked, how have you dealt with? Or how how do you overcome, I guess, what is what I'm asking, that fear every time you do another book launch event or you mm. do another masterclass or you rock up again on social media? It doesn't seem to manifest so much when I'm talking about what I literally do, when I'm talking about copywriting or SEO, but it's because that's lived experience. You can disagree with me, but it's my lived experience. So at the end of the day, you, you, you can't really argue with it. You know, I have spoken at events and been heckled. Um, I have been asked questions when I, and I don't know the answer. And I'm now confident enough to say, you know what? I don't know. I'm not an omnipotent being. I accept that the collective knowledge of the room is greater than my own. And someone in the audience may not know that. And that's fine. You know, I'm the one on stage. I'm doing my best, but I'm not perfect. For me, it comes up more... You know, I'm a contrarian and I like going on social media and disagreeing with the norm. I do like that a little bit, not to the point of talking about politics and religion and, you know, human rights necessarily, although I wouldn't avoid that. But like, you know, maybe I'll, there'll be coaches running $10,000 retreats and I'll be like, you know what, in business, I can't really see any reason why you would go on a $10,000 retreat until you've made over 600000 a year. Like it is a luxury. You do not need this. Nothing is going to happen on the retreat that is worth $10,000. I'm sorry, it's just not true. And therefore, I've pissed off everybody who's offering $10,000 retreats. But I believe it. So, eh. But then those people will be like rage texting me on the background going, is this about me? And I'm like, no, no, it's about the industry in general. But so I, that's when it comes up. And it does, it, it does make me take pause these days as I get older because I just can't be bothered with the outrage, although I want to say the thing. So it's really challenging. It's really challenging, Kat. It's What's interesting. That you... Tell me what to do, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I change my mind on those things on a daily basis. Yes, okay. Sometimes I jump in and I'm really contrarian as, contrarian as well. And other times I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be safe 
today. I'm going yes. to say what everybody else is saying. But the problem with saying what everybody else is saying, of course, is that you don't stand out. There yeah. is there is no... Vanilla. So vanilla. And nobody wants vanilla unless no. it's ice cream. And we're not ice cream. That's it. And, you know, the true truth about marketing is it's as much about, you know, it's divisive. It's as much as about having people like you as dislike you. You know, if you if everyone's indifferent to you, then there's something wrong. You know, you want people to passionately like you. And in a way, you can't have that without people passionately disliking you. You can't have both. So, you know, I can't sit here and enjoy all the success of the book and people loving it without accepting that someone's not going to love it and they're going to write a nasty review. And I have to focus on the 99, not the 1%, you know, or really what I do now, Kat, this is the key to it, is I don't react to either. So I don't react to the positive praise and therefore the negative comments don't hurt me as hard. Okay, so that's an interesting one for me because mm. I love the adulation. Mm. Tell me how fantastic I am. So what do you do with those comments now when you receive them? Do you just kind of go, oh, yeah, that's nice? Or Yeah, I literally go, oh, yeah, that's nice. I thank them. I, I share them. If they're really nice, sometimes I put them in a little folder of nice things for my dark days when I want to look at them. But I don't, I don't wallow in them. I don't sit there going, oh, this is brilliant. I get on with my work. I get on with my job, you know, like I'll do just did a big book launch in, in Melbourne and it was amazing. Loads of people came and obviously everyone's saying nice things. The next day I'm back on my spreadsheets doing my boring crap. So I get on with my work. And therefore, then when I get a negative comment, I look at it, I acknowledge it. I decide whether I'm going to take it on board or not. Is it is it valid? Is it a criticism that I need to observe and change something? If it's not, delete. And then I get on with my work. Yeah, so okay. I find a lot of solace in just doing the do it's funny, that's one of the uh, things I've really taken away from your book, actually, is to remind myself that just doing the do, doing the mundane, doing the everyday is, it's not even where the goodness is, it's where the comfort is. It's where it's, everything is, a routine, yeah. just doing the, take the next step, don't worry about the next 15, you know, plodding on, there's an absolute delight in just plodding on and you know, typing your stuff and making your little pictures in Canva. You know, that's 95% of business. The glory, mm -hmm. the glory and the hate is 5%. You know, the, the, the pointy bit is, is, is very little. You know, like how many trolley comments do you really get? How often are you actually on stage? How often do you actually have conflict? My goal in business is to have as little drama as possible. It didn't used to be. Let me be honest. I used to love a bit of drama because I mistook adrenaline and stress for excitement you know Ooh. yeah because they feel quite similar that kind of racing heart or whatever here was me thinking oh I'm so excited my business is so exciting no I was just stressed it was cortisol I was just ramping up my adrenals and making myself feel wretched business should be dull and comfortable not edge of your seat roller coaster stuff if you ask me or it can be like that but not for long because you'll burn out and collapse couldn't agree more couldn't mm -hmm. agree more um, I want to come back to what do you do when a comment does bite? Like I heard you say that you don't pay too much attention to either end of the spectrum, but when it does bite, how do you pull yourself back? Like what are your mechanisms for just kind of self-soothing, sorting it out, getting a perspective shift? It, it definitely is about stepping away from the computer, turning off all the socials, talking to someone who is detached from our little bubble and realising that it is a bubble. You know, everything. I could, if, if, if the things got bad, I could switch everything off and never contact anybody again online and still have a perfectly lovely life. It's all, 
it doesn't matter. You know, like really, if you think about the people who are in your life day to day, you know, it's your family, it's close friends, it's your mum and dad or whoever you've got. All the people on social media, they don't matter. And they wouldn't care. If I disappeared tomorrow, no one would actually, they'd maybe go, oh, where's she gone? In a week, no one would remember me, you know? So taking a step away is important. Talking to someone who, you know, you say, God, this person said this. And they go, sorry, who are they? What? You know, that written, I'm like, oh my God, I built them up in my mind to be this person. They're like, they've never even heard of them. So taking a step away, talking to someone sensible. I do sometimes look at it and go, is it a valid point? You know, have I been rude? Have I been abrupt? Have I hurt someone's feelings? You know, it's very easy online now to offend people. Everyone's constantly offended, waiting to be offended. And I love Ricky Gervais's take on this. You know, it's like we're all, the fact that you're offended has got nothing to do with me. Stephen Fry as well. So mm. it's impossible not to offend someone at some point. It pains me, but that's the thing that gets me. Not someone saying, oh, Kate, you're boring, you've got goofy teeth or whatever. Someone being negative about me doesn't pain me as much because I'm like, that says a lot about you. But if I've inadvertently hurt someone's feelings, oof, that, that gets to me. I would hate, I hate that. So that yeah. I find a lot harder to deal with, to be honest. Couldn't agree more. Now in your book, which is six figures in school hours, which is um, easily the most practical guide, I reckon the most practical guide I've ever read around building a business and not just being a parent, but just maintaining a sense of balance. You talk about um, fear, you talk about managing fear and you talk about um, the different hormonal things that go mm. on and I love this because I'm talking to speakers all the time who say I get so scared that I can't even breathe my you know my my chest gets red I my throat tightens I get sweaty and clammy so can you just talk us through that that approach to managing fear yeah I mean I think you know unfortunately we're still cavemen and we equate getting up on stage with being attacked by a, hippop a hippopotamus you know we, our brain is in, unable to distinguish the two um, we're like, something is threatening us. We need to react. We need to re release, you know, cortisol. We need to run. Um, and it's it's trying to get that perspective of going, I'm not being eaten by a hippo. I'm literally standing on stage. What's the worst that could happen? I fell flat on my face at a, a conference, like with no hands down, like literally my face hit the floor as I was climbing up to speak at an event. And throughout the talk, my face just got redder and, and redder and redder. It's the worst that thing could, could happen, right? And it's happened. And it wasn't that bad. You know, it didn't end my speaking career. It was fine. People laughed. I laughed. It was fine. You know, we scenarioize so much. And, you know, 99% of our scenarios never come to pass. Um, you know, just because something bad has happened before doesn't mean it will happen again as well. That's the other thing. Like maybe, you know, something horrible has happened and you have legitimate fear. You know, so there's this baseline fear, which is hippos. Then there's legitimate fear because in previous experience, this has happened. But neither of those actually justify the fact that it would happen again. So I try and rationalize it with the hormones. I think it's because, you know, men have hormones as well, obviously. And I think we have moods and we have shifts and whether you believe in the moon or not, or Mars is whatever in Pluto or whatever. We're all just <laughs> different every day. And you talked about this at the beginning. I have days when I want to play safe and days when I feel more edgy. Usually it's about how much coffee I've had. But if the days when I'm feeling vulnerable, yesterday I was super vulnerable, it was a cry day. You didn't see me going out there going, well, I think. Yesterday I just stayed in my little safe zone. Another day I might feel more confident. And I think listening to your body, how tired you are, you know, what's, where you are in your cycle. You know, I'm in perimenopause, so I'm all over the shop, you know. 
I think it's just really important to listen to yourself. I, I yeah. feel like I've waffled on there, but yeah. No, no, and for me it's also what I come back to every single time I have that sense of cortisol or mm. rapid heart rate. Just breathe. Literally mm. just breathe deeply because that's how you tell your body, no, no, we're not being chased by a hippo. Yeah. We're just, we're just about to talk and really yeah. – I read, a, I read a good one yesterday. I mean, breathing is good. I'm not very good at breathing. I think I breathe like <laughs> um, eating I find really works, sleeping, getting mm. away, touching nature, you know, hug a tree, hug a dog, dig in the soil, all those things that kind of ground you. Someone suggested yesterday, I saw this on TikTok, you should plunge your face into a bowl of ice cold water and that will sort you out. God knows why, because one would think that that would cause even more adrenals, but apparently that works. So I'm going to try that one. Um, Let us know how that goes. I will. I'll post it on threads. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's generally stopping doing what you're doing and doing something else is the way out of it. Because I, I don't know about you, but I spiral, you know, oh, I'm looking, I'm looking at Cat Mason going, bloody Cat Mason, look at all the stuff she's doing. And then I'm like, <laughs> she's done that as well. And oh, she's friends with that. And then a picture pops up with you and someone that I'm impressed by. And I'm like, she's friends with her as well. God, and then eight hours later I'm still there and then I'm like I've done no work I have literally given Cat Mason eight hours of my day when I could have been investing that in me and my business what a fool and she doesn't even know I exist and she doesn't even care and she's probably doing the same back you know and I've, I've never done that with you Cat I think you're glorious but you know, you know what I'm saying yeah, totally. we've all done that <laughs> oh, and we do we we so we so do and whether that's in our businesses or whether it's in our careers that comparison mm. that looking at the person next to us going oh my goodness oh my goodness mm. what are they what are they doing um and yes I do that I do exactly the same thing for you Kate oh my goodness and then I go, and she's 15 years ahead of me well 12 yeah well, but the thing is seven. I I try I try and pull the veil back a lot like mm -hmm. before I went on my book tour, I actually did a post in my group saying, I'm going to be sharing pictures of my book tour. It's going to look really glamorous. You're going to think, wow, isn't Kate amazing? Just remember that this is a tiny portion of my business life. Most of the time I'm in my pants in a shed putting stuff in Excel. Um, also remember that traveling looks great and meeting people looks great, but I'm an introvert. So it takes a lot out of me. So just when you're sitting there thinking bloody Kate Toon, Remember that I'm thinking that as well, you know, yep. and I think it's really important that we dismantle this plinth that we put ourselves on and show ourselves as real people. The people I admire most on social media are the ones who are honest and not curated honesty either. Mm -mm. Not that kind of, actually, I really love my kids. Here's a picture of them in my white kitchen. I love them. Look at them. They're lovely. You know, you general... have a white kitchen, Kate? I do have a white kitchen. I actually do. <laughs> uh, but, and it's really tidy because I'm a tidy person, but. It's like show your mistakes, you know, Thanks. don't talk about the fact that you make mistakes. Actually, publicly, I, I posted in my group the other day. I, it's actually really mortifyingly embarrassing, but I love I, I don't mind embarrassing myself. I wrote a fake review on my own Amazon, Booktopia, <laughs> right? I wanted because everyone was saying I'm leaving reviews and I'm like, well, they're not showing up. You're not. You're lying. So I'm going to go and leave one myself and see how long it takes. Right. It <laughs> appeared immediately. And I actually right tick the box that said i do not recommend this book it's my own book and i can't edit or delete it you know and i shared that in my group and of course some people in the group were like actually you know leaving re negative reviews is really bad and you could get your book blacklisted and i'm like i know i know <laughs> like don't don't rub it in um but it gave some people a laugh and i thought it was hilarious 
And I thought, you, I bet you, blooming Tim Duggan and, and the guy who wrote Atomic Habits left their own review or got their mum to review their book. I bet they did, but they won't admit it. And I will admit it. Well, and what I loved about it too, because I'm the same, I'm a fast mover and I'm never paying attention to the detail and I'll just click a box. And that you were, that user you interface so was sweet. awful. It was so it sweet was... to put that in. It was in the spot where you would expect to click, yes, I love it. And it was the wrong way around. So thank you for that, Kat. But, you know, does that make the courage to be disliked also the courage to be seen as imperfect, right? Does that make some people look at me and go, she's a buffoon? Why on earth would I pay her thousands of dollars to be in her membership or whatever? Some people will make that call and go, she's not for me. I'd rather go with the slick white kitchen person. But others will go, oh, what a relief. Like she's earning a million dollars a year. She's doing all the things, but she's an idiot at the same time. I'm an idiot. That means I can do the same thing she's doing. You don't need the white kitchen. I think it's a relief, you know. And I think what you just tapped into there was the we tell ourselves that it's a, a we don't want to be disliked, mm. but actually it's not that. What we're most concerned about is being seen as imperfect. That's it. That's it. Because I was going to write a book about fear. It was called Be More Shark, and I talked about it repeatedly until I got sick of it and then never wrote it. And and the fear, no one wants to look like a fool. That's really important. We have an ego. We have a sense of self. And no one wants to have that eroded. But if you erode it yourself, then you have the power. Like I can, if I can take the piss out of myself, then other people can join in. Sometimes people join in a bit too much. And I'm like, no, 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 hang on. I was laughing about yeah. this, but you can't laugh about that bit. That, 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 you know. um, but that's taken years to build up the confidence to be able to show that you are a buffoon at times. And it doesn't matter and it doesn't erode how smart you are, how creative you are. That to me is true confidence. And I'm not quite there, but I'm better at that. The thing that I cannot deal with is my peers not liking me. And that's the playground thing. And I, I, I'm not sure I'll ever fix that one. Um, and I wrote a little meme the other day and it's like I used to say I don't play well with others. Um, but actually, I was just picking the wrong others. And uh -huh. I think that's me, my problem. I picked the wrong people. Um, and as this book tour, I was talking to you about this before, has shown me that I do have people. They're not the people I thought were my people, but I do have my people. Um, and that's the key, right? Finding people who are your people. And the only way you're going to find the people who are your people is to, to be your people. Yeah, and, to be you know, To be authentic, yeah. Yes, and, yeah. And, 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 and attract and pull in those people who really like you. Kate, I could talk to you forever, but I'm not sure that people could listen to it. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to do it privately. <laughs> um, before I let you go, um, I want you to talk more about what you do when you're not doing book tours and being a buffoon. But before you do that, <laughs> it's very clear to anybody listening that you are a very competent and well-experienced speaker. How did you learn to do that and how important is being a speaker to your business growth and your business success? I, I'd say it's fundamental i'd say that without my podcast which i class as speaking my podcast is the biggest lead generator for um my courses absolutely the the trust and authority that those podcasts build is is you can't get that anywhere else so absolutely huge speaking on stage that was the pivot that changed me from an ex-figure entrepreneur to an xxx figure entrepreneur i did i think i did 27 it might be 37 events in one year 
to break myself of the stage fright. So everything from like little local meetups to bigger events, most of it unpaid, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. It, it was fundamental. The year I did that was the year that I went boom because you physically just meet so many people and a one-on-one -on -one connection, whether it's on stage and there in the audience, but obviously it's the networking you do afterwards. It cannot be beaten. You cannot achieve that. It doesn't matter how much you spend on Facebook ads or whatever. You cannot beat being in a room with another human. And if you're on stage, you're elevated. They are looking up to you like physically and mentally and psychologically. And it just makes you an authority. So it's been fundamental to my business being a speaker. And if you are listening to this and thinking, oh, I want that, you, you just got to you got to find it within yourself. It gets so much easier. And now I don't give a crap. There is not a single flicker of emotion before I go up on stage. Not a momentary fast heartbeat, a red face, nothing at all, you know? And, and that took, it's taken three years, four years, but it's gone. I could speak about anything anywhere now and I wouldn't give a crap. I went on telly the other day with Larry and whatever. Didn't, didn't, wasn't that bothered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I kind of pretended I was a little bit because it made it more of a fun story. Think of a crap because I don't look at Larry and go, he's a better person than me. I'm like, you got a lucky break. You're on telly. Good for you. But you're no better than me. And that that is the key as well. Not thinking that other people are better than you. Oh, I'm rambling. Well, Shut up. King. And, well, and, and Larry's you reading an auto. And Larry's reading a teleprompter. You know, he wasn't actually having he words. Was, he was, he, they read a bit, but he was very off the cuff and very likable and, and awesome. awesome. But, you know, like asked me to go on telly five years ago I'd have actually pooed myself literally pooed myself um I'm so glad you didn't this time no it would have been embarrassing so mm -hmm. it does get it does get so much easier but the main thing is you have to start doing it you know just, yeah. you have to do it so yeah so Kate you have your fingers in so many different pies where can people find you and what do you want them to know about you uh just google Kate Toon Kate Toon you'll find katetoon.com it is the beginning of a an adventure into the Tooniverse, as I call it, in an egotistical way of all my different bits and bobs. So, yeah, um, I started as an SEO and should be relatively easy to find because of that. Yeah, that, that, that is a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. <laughs> awesome. Kate, this has been so, so, so ridiculously juicy. Oh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And, um, hey, let's do it again. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Thank you, Kat. Thanks, Kate. How good was that? Seriously. <laughs> I said in the, in the intro that this was a juicy conversation and I hope that you agree. I think the biggest thing there for me was Kate's realness and that just that reminder that it's not about not wanting to be disliked. In fact, the more you're disliked, the more you'll find the people who passionately love you and you can't have one without the other. And whether you're building a business or whether you're growing your professional career, you need to be who you are and attract your people. I also particularly loved what Kate had to say around the three or four years that it's taken her to get really comfortable with speaking and for her, 40-odd events in a year where she just spoke and she just spoke and she just spoke. If you would like to really work on your speaking skills so you can grow your business or progress your career, then I highly recommend that you download my How to Stop Rambling ebook. You will find it at impactfulpresenters.com. That's impactfulpresenters.com. And of course, that is just the first step in the little 
Kat Matson, Impactful Presenters Universe. So if you'd like to work on your speaking skills with a bit more direction and determination, then reach out to me and let's have a chat about the various ways I can help you get on those stages so you can grow your business, grow your profile and reach more people at scale. I so hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please reach out and let me know. Pop over into the Speaking with Confidence Facebook group. Just search for Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson on Facebook and let me know. Let me know whether you enjoyed this episode. Based on how much fun I just had with Kate, I'm seriously considering doing more guest episodes. So let me know. Who would you like to hear from? And I'll bring them in and bring them to you. I hope you've had a fantastic time listening to this episode. I'd love to know what your main takeaway was. So again, let me know in the Speaking With Confidence Facebook group. And until the next time, I hope you have an awesome day and here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you soon. Thank you.